You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm extremely excited about today's episode. I am accompanied by Hope Smith. Hey, Hope, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ben. It's good to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. Mm-hmm. So Hope is in the spotlight today because our church is approaching a huge decision that we as a search committee and key leaders at the church are really excited to tell you more about. Our search committee has been working for 20 months to find the right leadership for preschool and children's ministry. And we announced last Sunday that we want to call Hope to come and be our preschool minister. Now, it turns out that Hope's been around for 14 years. And you're going to find out in the podcast this week that she even came into our story longer ago than that. But our goal today is to let you hear how God worked in the search process a little bit from Hope's perspective and a little bit from mine. So thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope that you're blessed. Hope Smith, I want to pull back the curtain just a little bit and let the church family see what we saw. I'll set this up, and then I'm going to get you to tell us about some key moments. So church family, in 20 months of searching, Hope's name came up in our search committee just a dozen times. I mean, all the time. But for me, I want to tell a quick story about God's timing, His wisdom, and His plan. So this is what I'll share. Well, first, Hope agreed out of the gate to be our children's ministry uh, intern. And in fact, when our personnel committee was trying to find temporary leadership to cover our church while we searched, we knew that Hope could do preschool. We knew that Hope could do children's. But we found, we latched into Hope for children's ministry. She felt strong about that. We felt strong about that. And so Hope stepped into children's ministry leadership at Carterville as our interim. COVID hit. It was high stress. But she did a great job trying to lead us through a really rocky season uh, in church. Did a fantastic job. Lots of compliments. Hope on your leadership. Uh, I was excited about some of the things you did. Well, we had to be creative, (laughs) trying to create Zoom environments and all that. Well, in the midst of all of that, I asked Hope once, uh, Hope, are you interested in turning in a resume for our children's ministry position? And essentially, Hope, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but sure. essentially you said, I can't right now. Right. You know, our you know, the kids are coming home for, from school and um, you know, my family is a full house right now. And I just don't feel like I can do this. I'm not the permanent solution right now. That's correct. And so I got to tell you that a lot of search committee members felt really disappointed. Mm-hmm. You know, they they felt like, wow, we, you know, we just, we really identified hope. Several of them felt like God was telling them Mm -hmm. to keep their focus on you. And so they, there was tremendous disappointment on the staff table Mm -hmm. when you said, when you said, I just don't believe that's what God's telling me to do right now. And it turns out you were exactly right. That's not Mm -hmm. what God was telling you to do. We could not possibly see what he was up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while you were doing the children's interim, uh, Robin Stroh was doing the preschool interim. Mm-hmm. And fast forward to the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. About February the 1st, um, I contacted Pam Pickle. Mm-hmm. And that led us to call Pam eventually to come and be our children's minister. And she's done a great job. She was so clearly who God wanted mm-hmm. for that job. But even as we were calling Pam, you know, the search committee member said, okay, so Hope has said not right now. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Like, that's correct. Hope said not right now. So we reached out to Pam, and I can't tell you how excited we were at that moment to find who we thought that God was leading us to in children's ministry, and clearly was. Boy, we're excited. 
And then you went off to a conference. God did something crazy in your life, and you gave me a text message and then some phone calls and a meeting um, that led to a lot of really interesting things. So, Hope, will you pick up right there? Sure, sure. I'll be glad to. So, um, then, as you mentioned, um, the interim was it was it was great. There were great things about it, but it was crazy at times too with all of the challenges that we faced with COVID. But God blessed it and used it. But personally, in my life, um, it sometimes felt like it felt crazier than what it might have appeared <laughs> to yeah. the church. Um, just the balancing it all with ministry and my family and the challenges of COVID. But but God used it and blessed it. Well, in February, um, Chris went to his worship pastor's conference um, that he goes to every year, Metro, and um I ended up going with him. Um, it was not in the plan originally for me to go um, because we just we needed childcare for our children, and um, then there were some unknowns surrounding COVID, so we just had not planned for me to go this year. But at the last minute, thanks to COVID, um, Kenna Stewart's um, mission trip that she had planned to go on got canceled. And at the last minute, we thought, I wonder if Kenna could watch our children. And Kenna was a blessing to our families. You all know she served as intern in children's ministry, but she helped me in a lot of ways personally, too. And so she spent the week caring for our children so I could go with Chris. And that week was the first time since COVID hit and since me saying yes to the interim that Chris and I got some time alone away to be quiet before the Lord. And um, I really believe that God had something um, special or something that He wanted to share specifically with me because I finally had some time to be still before the Lord, and that's exactly what happened while we were there. Um, so we're at this Worship Pastors Conference. It's not a children's ministry conference, um, but we had moments of worship where um, we worship through song, but also where we were spoken into through um, ministers that were there to pour into us. And, um, and and also what's unique about that time when I'm away with Chris is that the wives have time to be together and to pray for one another and to encourage one another. And I think this year particularly, because of all the challenges of COVID that many of us had been through, it was just a really unique time. I think that's powerful to be able to stop and be away with people who are like-minded, you know, praying for each other and in the same circumstances seeking the Lord. Hope, was there any one thing that just was consistent or most impactful? Because something happened at Metro. When you came home from that conference, you had a story to tell. God had done something. What was it? What happened? Well, really, it, w- it was almost as if every day God was saying something through the worship I would walk out of a worship service feeling like, oh, that really spoke to me. That connected with me because I was already um, reading that passage, and here it came again. Um, But there were things happening in my heart that I really was just keeping to myself at that point, not even really sharing a whole lot with Chris. But the interesting thing was God was working in Chris's heart, too. And, you know, when you're married and you're in ministry, the Lord does that. Yeah. But but sometimes it takes us a while to communicate with one another what, what God is doing. Um, but on the last day um, of worship, we all, I walked away from the worship service feeling like 
Chris and I, we have a lot to talk about. God, God is speaking to me. Um, and, and part of it was feeling like I was being reminded of different moments in my life, even prior to the interim at Carterville, where God had used me or blessed me or someone had poured into my life uh, uh, regarding children's ministry and leadership. And I felt like the Lord was showing me how much He was blessing this interim period at Carterville, and He was using it in my life. Now, what He was using that for, I didn't really know specifics, but I felt in a sense that that something was about to change. Um, that um, one one story in particular um, that God was really using in my life from the Bible was the story of Abraham and Isaac. Um, God had used it in my life because I was teaching it to the children through Gospel Project on Wednesday nights. And so um, I really enjoyed this time of studying the Old Testament with the children. So it was fresh on my heart. And that story came up in some of the the messages that I heard at Metro, and I, I really reached this point that week where I felt like God was saying to me, I was going to lay something on the altar to so him. You, so, <laughs> you're, so you're talking about the story where where God tells Abraham to take Isaac on the mountain and sacrifice him. Right. His most prized possession, his son that he loved more than anything, that, you know, he, he had this child in, in old age and you know, God had told him he was he was going to be the father of nations and bless him through this child. So it really made no sense, um, I'm sure, to Abraham. Right. Why why would I put this this child that you've blessed me with on the altar? And and so in my mind, I was trying to figure out well, what is what is that thing, Lord, that you're telling me to put on the altar? Is it perhaps in some sense my family, um, not necessarily. Literally put my family on sure. the altar, but my idea of what my family life should look sure. like or how it should function. Yeah. Um, because in my mind, I right now, this season, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Is that what my life is supposed to look like from here on out of raising my children? Or could God somehow change it a little bit in order to use me more for His kingdom? Um the other thing I was thinking about was perhaps God is calling me to lay this idea of me being a children's minister on the altar, um, that there were other ways He could use me to minister to people, and I don't necessarily have to have a position at the church to do that, because I loved children's ministry. I loved what God was doing um, through my life with the children at Carterville. Um, so in some ways, it kind of didn't make sense to me. Well, well, why give that up? Because yeah. God's using it. Um, but very well, He could have been preparing my heart yeah. for what He had in mind. As we yeah. now know, it's Pam. You yeah. know, and, so and at this point, you'd never met Pam. Correct. I, I think I had given you an indication as an interim, just trying to respect you and keeping the loop that we were looking at somebody, and talking to somebody we we're excited mm-hmm. about, but you didn't know. You never met her, right? Didn't know any details about her, what she was like, or or even how how where you guys were in the process yeah. with her. So, so so you're at Metro, and God is reinforcing to you this Abraham Isaac moment, mm-hmm. and you don't know if it's laying down your expectations for like the rhythms of your house, you mm-hmm. know, to make room for more ministry, more mm-hmm. or if He's saying, "Hey, you're you're going to have to lay children's ministry down and give it to somebody else and step away from mm-hmm. it." Exactly. Yes. So <laughs> on my end, I got a text message while you guys were coming home from Metro. Correct. Hey, um, Ben, Chris, and I need to sit down and talk with you. You mm-hmm. know, and of course. 
um, I thought, okay, all right, let's see what this is about. You know, I mean, I have a high degree of trust for Chris and for Hope. Let's see what what on earth is going on. But I was as curious as I could possibly be, yeah, right? And yeah. so we scheduled a meeting. We got to sit down together, and you told me what happened at Metro. Right. And basically, that the result of that was, hey, Ben, I don't know what God's telling me to do. Mm-hmm. I just am here to tell you that I'm willing to do whatever He wants me to do. Right. And so if that means that He wants me to put you know, put my name in the stack for consideration for children's minister right now, I can do that. If, if that means I'm supposed to hand this thing off to somebody, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And Hope, I remember sitting there because we had been talking to Pam for a couple of weeks now, and God had shown us clearly that she was who we were calling as children's mm-hmm. minister. And I remember sitting here thinking, Hope, you're too late. You're, <laughs> you're three weeks too late. What are you doing, Hope, if you told me this a month ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I look up and I realize you're, you're not. You weren't late. You're right on time mm-hmm. because you were just following the prompting of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. And this was God's timing. Uh, one of my favorite little recovery statements mm-hmm. was uh, in recovery ministry, sometimes people say, you know, God is never early. God is never late. God is right on time. Mm-hmm. He's an on-time God. Yes. And uh, I've even heard, <laughs> this, is a, this is a joke for the podcast, kind of a funny one. You know, you hear people talk about God's, God's names, you know, Jehovah Rofi, Jehovah Jireh. You know, it's mm-hmm. like my favorite name for God is Jehovah Nicotine. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, well, okay, in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. So when you came and told me that, I thought, all right, I hope you're three weeks too late. Mm-hmm. But you weren't. You were right on time. Mm-hmm. And so as you and I talked about Pam and you met Pam, you know, you mm-hmm. got to go and see Pam privately and talk and pray. Mm-hmm. And you said, wow, this is who I want her to disciple my kids. This is who God's calling. And so I sat for mm-hmm. a couple of days scratching my head. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, God, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, in March, a few weeks after this, Robin came in and said, Hey, Ben, you know, I don't want to disappoint you, but I need to take my name out of consideration for preschool minister. Mm-hmm. I can finish the interim, but I, I, God's put it in my heart. I cannot be our preschool pastor. And yeah. I thought, I bet I know what the Lord is up to. <laughs> and from that moment, you know, I got to see that. Mm-hmm. All of God's timing was perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had tried to do this months earlier, we would have messed it up. Mm-hmm. But it was in the Lord's wisdom for you to serve as you served, for you to step down and hand off and rest and recalibrate, for Pam to come on board, mm-hmm. and then for the search committee to engage you to be preschool minister, right. not children's minister, mm-hmm. a place that you are specifically gifted for just as you are in children's ministry, mm-hmm. where a place where your heart is in a remarkable mm-hmm. way because you've got a preschooler right now. <laughs> so Hope, I just mm-hmm. wanted the church family to get to see this. For us in the search committee, it was a roller coaster, right? right. I mean, excitement mm-hmm. about great interims, disappointment that Hope doesn't want to be considered, excitement mm-hmm. about you know bringing Pam, confusion for me over God's timing, mm-hmm. and then perfect clarity mm-hmm. as I was excited again when I saw, wow, I see what the Lord's doing. He's bringing Pam. He's bringing Hope. He's mm-hmm. bringing us great ministers to care for families and our youngest yeah. kids. Yeah. I, I think that the word timing and thinking about God's timing, to me, that just really sums up all of this. Absolutely. Because um, had I not had that experience at Metro where the Lord was really clear to me about, I just, I just want you to obey me, even in me not knowing exactly what the obedience, what the complete obedience was, I felt like at that point it was just being willing to do and be whatever God wanted me to yeah. be. And had I not had that moment of surrender, I don't know that I would have even considered the preschool yeah. ministry as an option for yeah. me. 
Um, my heart and my interests have always kind of gravitated a little more towards grade school kids. Um, in my mind, I felt better yeah. <laughs> at that role. Um, but when I came to this point of surrender, I do feel like the Lord began to show me ways that He had been using my gifts and my skills and growing them to perhaps be used more specifically in preschool yeah. ministry. And then even the gift of Caitlin yeah. <laughs> in my 40s. Um, you know, when you have a preschooler or a baby, um, you're very much in that world of babies and preschoolers. And But then the older you get and the older your kids get, you kind of get away from that. But here I was in my 40s where God made that kind of my world again. Um, And it's been such a blessing to experience that. Um, She's our third child. Um, She's our caboose. And we're just really taking time with her, Um, just, just soaking it all up. And so I can see how the Lord could use this season of my life to perhaps encourage other moms and families who perhaps are going through this for the first or second time with little ones. And so it's just been really neat to see the timing of it all and and for God to bring me to a point of when you came to me to ask me about the preschool ministry, there was really no hesitation to say, um, I don't think so. Like, I felt like the Lord has spoken and this is what He was doing. I'll even say this, like, you know, because as you were interim and, you know, even as we're looking forward to September 12th to the vote and then September 13th, your first day of work, you know, mm-hmm. um, as as your pastor and as the staff leader, man, when you came home from Metro, I've told you this, mm-hmm. like I could tell that God had done something. I mean, you, you've always been great. It's not that. Mm-hmm. But there was just a spark, just mm-hmm. a willingness to say whatever God's got. And mm-hmm. it's really cool to me that he's led us to here. Hey, if you will, if you'll hang around a little bit, I'd love to record a podcast for tomorrow. I'd love okay. for you to share a little bit um, about vision and where we've come from. I think there's more to the story. But thank you for sharing this part. I hope it's been a joy to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Ben. 